0: What's going on, Mark? Hey, Johnny, how you doing there, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. Had a weird, awkward encounter the other day, though. Oh, yeah? I did, yeah. So we've got this uh, real shishi fancy, uh, like almost like country club type place where I live over here. And okay. uh, they have this really interesting, unique experience. You wouldn't think that this is something that's possible in Colorado, where it gets down to like freezing half the year. Because mm-hmm. this is traditionally, I think, like a like it'd be really hard to have this size of swimming pool like just located in Colorado. I know we have a bunch of like hot springs and stuff here, so maybe they just take advantage of that. But no, so this uh, this really fancy place they've got this giant tank, and in there they have this dolphin. Okay. Yeah. So and, and it's I mean apparently this is what the people in like tell and in like you know oprah lives up there they like having this dolphin and stuff in town because it makes them feel like they're back in california or doing their, their weirdo shit you know rich famous people crap so yeah 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 one of the things they offer is that you can ride around with the dolphin like you can pay for an encounter experience with this dolphin okay right so I had this really weird experience i'm i'm out there and i'm you know, I'm I'm eating brunch because I got this really cool brunch that's got, um, like, prime rib and all this other stuff. Like, can you imagine just steak first thing in the morning? And not just steak steak, but, like, prime rib steak. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's – the rumors are true, man. The rumors are true. Yeah. Uh, But I'm, I'm sitting there and they've got this nice big panoramic vista, like, view of the mountains. And then you get to see, like, the side of the tank where they've got this. And I see some just, like, jabroni hanging out in there, like – He's got no, absolutely no ass. He's got the biggest gut you've ever seen. And he's just like hanging out with this dolphin. And then all okay. of a sudden he just gets like smashed up against the window. And I'm like, oh God, like, is he getting attacked? And then he gets smashed up there again. And I can see him and he's like struggling and he's trying to like raise himself back up. And the dolphin is just like, just keeps running into him and ramming into him. Yeah, come, come to find out later that um, the dolphin was feeling rather frisky oh yeah i don't Uh-oh. know the, the guy did not seem very happy but they did send him out with a whole bunch of swag so that's kind of cool like oh micro brew and this gigantic jar of capers
1: oh well there, there you go getting <laughs> valerie Burton and elliot is you know all right if you can you know have a jar of capers
0: i guess man and maybe he'll try them with his fruit pies who knows <laughs> <laughs> well welcome to dangle podcast everybody
1: Welcome to Dangle Podcast, the weekly King of the Hill podcast where I, Mark, and my good buddy... Johnny. We take two episodes of King of the Hill and we talk about the goods and the bads and the highs and the lows. We see if it still holds up and we slap it with our patent pending, but I'm going to say it's already patented rating system because whatever, we're like 30-something episodes deep at this point. (laughs) They know what they're in for. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we, yeah, we're going to talk about it. We're going to see if it's good or bad. And, well, I don't... I can't say you wanna jump on in, because like that's too easy to make a a, a dolphin joke. Um It, it really is. Do, do you wanna do do you wanna prime this rib, Johnny? I don't know. <laughs>
0: Let's prime this rib, Mark. We're starting today <laughs> with episode fifty-one. John VD presents Return to Lagranta. Uh, original air date of February 23rd, 1999. Uh, the writer of this episode, you guessed it, is one John Vitti. Uh, John Vitti, this is his first writing credit for King of the Hill. He's got a couple of real good episodes up here. Um, two very good Dale episodes. Like, very good Dale episodes. We have Dog Dale Afternoon and we have Rodeo Days. We've also got a good Ooh, wow. Bill episode in Hank's Bad Hair Day.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So John
0: VD, he doesn't do a lot with this show, but man, does the pedigree speak for itself. I want to say that he is also uh, an animation writer for other shows. I just don't know which one's off the top of my head. Um, Knowing the time period in which he's writing, he's probably got some Simpsons episodes under his belt, maybe a family guy or two, probably some Futurama. I think I've seen him in Futurama before. Yeah. Yeah, the name is at least okay. very familiar, and at least with uh, a lot of our assorted voice cameos in this episode, um, like, it, it's very apparent that he works with Billy West, so. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So our cast of characters, we have a lot of cameos in here, like one-shots, but we have Kank, Peggy, and Bobby Hill, Luann Platter, Dale Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill Dotrieve, a cameo of Marge, I believe she is the woman at the front that's uh initially selling Luann her tickets to, to the dolphin encounter.
1: Or is that the other caddy girl or drink girl? Oh, I hope it's the
0: other drink lady.
1: I had no idea you were a woman.
0: Um Let's see. It's literally there's nothing on the wiki here. It just says edits and all that shit. Uh so yeah, we're gonna say that's who Marge is.
1: Okay,
0: okay. Yes, (laughs) the other lady that's roughly uh, Aunt Peggy's age, but nobody really likes her. (laughs) Uh, We also have a Dolphin Trainer cameo, Cashier cameo, Director cameo, Golfer cameo, and Duke the Dolphin. And our Golfer cameo, I don't – could you tell like right away like I could that this was Billy West, Mark? That's my first note. Well, it's my (laughs) second note. Billy (laughs) West is back. Yeah, he does a bunch of different people because he's not just the golfer. I'm pretty sure he's also the director.
1: Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Um I, I my synopsis is very short and sweet and to the point, Mark. Uh, okay. Hank has an uncomfortable exchange with a dolphin.
1: Yep, that's it. You got it.
0: <laughs> Our A story characters are Hank and Luann. Um, yep. let's why what do you say we jump into notes, prose?
1: Yeah, let's do her. Um, I'll tell you right off, I don't have a ton of notes for this because this is one of those ones where I just sat and watched it for some reason. Like yeah. every now and then we'll get these episodes and like I'm just enjoying the episode. I'm just watching the episode. Ah oh, man, yeah. Um yeah. yeah, first note, first note already though, Johnny. I'm already pissed off. We talked about it last week with continuity and stuff. And dude, Luann short hair is back. Like what what's yeah. going on? This is Where's sort of like little timeline? weird pigtail things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Pigtail Luann. But, I don't know. And so and now, so she's working as a golf course drink girl instead of going to Beauty Academy some more. Okay, yep. fine. I don't...
0: She wants her I own don't know. money that nobody sh- nobody's going to have to make her beg and scrape like a dog for.
1: <laughs> How much does Hank give her, like, 60 bucks or something and she blows it in an afternoon?
0: Uh-huh. And yep. I mean, that's, that's pretty easy now. But in, let's see, what, 1999? In, in yeah. account for inflation? Like, 60 bucks was closer to, like, 100
1: I think that's, like, $120, yeah. Yeah, like, so, uh,
0: yeah, like, that's quite a bit, like, it, not that you couldn't spend it in an afternoon, but I couldn't spend $120 bucks going to dinner in a movie.
1: I, no, not now, not, well, I bet you could now, like. Oh, shit, you could now, for expensive. sure, but not then, yeah. and, like, especially oh, no, not to play, no, no, like, no, the no, claw no. machine
0: and shit, no.
1: Yeah, no.
0: <laughs>
1: um, um, yeah, another note, Billy West is back, uh, Pants from Peggy. I don't know why I wrote that down, but it, apparently it um, bared mentioning. How much does a round of golf cost in general? I don't know. I think greens fees down here at the Alamosa Golf Course was like eight bucks. Wow. Maybe maybe more than that.
0: I'm not a golfer. I don't wow. know. Wow. No, I, honestly, that sounds about right. Like eight to twenty, I think. the The one and only time I saw anybody go to that golf course, I think that's what they paid because we have a bunch of poor friends and they're the ones who like to golf. Um, yeah. I you know when I used to work for public works in the town where I'm at we we have a city owned golf course so I got free admission there whenever I wanted to but I want to say a round of golf not including cart rental is 35 bucks cart is oh another 20 and so okay. like if, if you have all of your own stuff like if you don't have to rent any clubs or buy any balls or tees or anything like that like you've got all your stuff you can play a round of golf for about 60-70 bucks with a couple of beers um, oh shit. And it's that's the cheap place in town. There's three other golf courses in my town, and I know one of them does eighty dollars per round of golf without your call co- without your cart rental per person. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's obnoxiously expensive to play golf sometimes. No wonder it's an old retired person's game. I said retired, <laughs> <Yeah>. not retarded.
1: <laughs> it's you're you're good. <laughs> you're not ro- you're not rocking a Borat, it's okay. <laughs>
0: I just I in my own mind I went, "Oh god, did I enunciate that correctly?" Okay, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: all right, buddy. So, I mean, um, if
0: you want to average it somewhere in the middle there, like 50 bucks? Okay.
1: Cool, 50 bucks. I just Luann spends all this money. She's making all this this fluff and I don't know. I, I how a dolphin encounter's got to be more expensive than a round of golf,
0: it's right? Like, like, it's got to be at least twice that. I would guess at least 100 bucks, probably closer to 150
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? And but... it
0: sucks because you're only going to get 20 minutes with the damn dolphin.
1: Mm-hmm. And the dolphin's not even going to buy you dinner first. He's not. Um, he's
0: just going to assault you with his mammalian organ.
1: He's a mammal, Peggy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Johnny, God damn it. I want brunch so bad. I want brunch so, so bad. Like,
0: oh, yeah, believe me, I've, man. Prime rib sounds so good right now and I'm not going to be able to get oh, me for God. another week.
1: Oh man. I know it's, I, I've got it. It's in my fridge. It's waiting for its new year's Eve debut, but oh yeah, it's oh, also listeners. If you haven't caught onto this one yet, Hey, we're like still projecting like four months back in the past because of how our like distribution schedule works out but it's new it'll be New Year's Eve at some point and prime <laughs> rib for all yes um god I want brunch Johnny do you ever do anything with capers is this everything you've had do you I ever have had them?
0: capers yes have you had capers what? before
1: I haven't I've seen them on uh locks and bagels okay And quite frankly like I always thought lox and bagels were the grossest thing a human could eat, so I never messed with them.
0: (laughs) Fair. Uh, That is where I've had capers primarily. I've also had them in salads before. Um, Capers, to me, like, the best way I can describe them is they're somehow in the middle of salmon roe, and the saltiness of salmon roe, and green olives. So if you can imagine, like, something, it's got, like, little tiny nuggets of saltiness... That, that have, like, the consistency of a green olive, kind of, sort of, and you, you just add it to kind of accent other stuff. With salmon that is already kind of smoky and cream cheese, it does actually work really well if you're into that. If you're not even, like, into any of that stuff, if you don't think the idea of eating fish that early in the morning is barbaric, that's co- totally cool. It's more locks for me. <laughs> but... But basically Man, what the way I'm you describe
1: you, that just makes it not even appealing to me at all. Yeah, as I say, <laughs> sorry, what were you saying?
0: No, as I say, I would be a perfect Jew. I love lots of Jewish foods, including lox. So Bread right on. There we go.
1: And I know you're all horned up for making lutefisk, which isn't Jewish, but close but enough to the I'm sure <laughs> yep.
0: it is. It's it's uh, cod, Mark. It's just cod. OK, <laughs> it's just cod that's been reconstituted and soaked in something very toxic. That's all. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, so, like, Cape, I, I can't imagine little tiny balls of, of, like, olive saltiness in your fruit pie would be very good. Yeah. But I applaud Bobby for trying. I really think that if Bobby was not a prop comic, he should just be a damn chef.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he... We, we, we do see him have a weird aptitude for cooking, like, um, the, the barbecue episode with him and Bill
0: um yeah well he also has the thanksgiving episode where he makes thanksgiving dinner.
1: oh yeah that whole home ec episode yeah Yeah,
0: the whole and he is a natural at it like and and he's not afraid to take the chances that other like weird famous cooks take like trying capers with a fruit compote like okay
1: yeah i really appreciate you calling it a fruit compote as the filling in a fruit pie (laughs) you're a generous boy I'm, i'm trying
0: man i'm trying (laughs) how about Uh, you buddy got any notes um i get some pros here uh i love that luann is getting money by selling hank's stuff and not her own like his uh cowboy helmet phone (laughs) yeah i think that's fantastic and she also has no shame when hank calls her out on it like well yeah i'm selling stuff because he won't give me more money so at least i'm gonna sell your stuff she's just stealing like yeah yeah with no shame. Um, I think, and I hope, hopefully, you'll agree with me. There is a very clear choice to give Luann cleavage in this episode. Yeah. Um, I, that's one of my cons, honestly.
1: But it's because, like we've talked about before, I'm going to have a Luann platter sex stream and I'm not prepared to do it. I don't right? want to do it. Well, and don't they, make me do it.
0: A lot of the undertone of this, this whole episode, is about consent. Uh-huh. And so, like intentionally sexualizing Luann, it gets the point across. But like, guys, you could have done it with regular Luann. She's just sexy enough then. Like, you didn't have to go over the edge. We're not quite to the point where she is riding, uh, riding water skis and jumping up and down yet.
1: <laughs> Reemergent virgin, yeah.
0: Yeah, we haven't gotten to that point yet. But damn, they they make it a, a choice, especially in the end where yeah. she takes off Peggy's clothes and is just twirling him around her head. But you know um,
1: what? Good for her. She, she should be allowed to like, not, Oh sure, man. Like l- let's be very clear here. Right out of the, right off the bat, Johnny, you and I, man, w- women can do whatever the hell they want. They can dress yeah. however the hell they want. It's whatever they want, man. Like,
0: Oh yeah. 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 Um, so let's see what else do I got in here? I really want to see Hank in some sort of jewelry. Like, I think he's animated one time with any sort of jewelry on his body. And that's that's the -the tally-ho-it-to-the-money-bin, like, fantasy that Bobby has. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, am I wrong? I'm pretty sure that's the only time he's ever animated with any sort of jewelry, and he goes full crunk. Um, Yeah, no, I I think you're right, yeah. Um, So I really, I love that that's what Luann jumps to. Maybe I could buy him some jewelry. <laughs> um, this is a very special episode, Mark. Wouldn't you agree? This is a very special episode. Yeah. Yeah, like, it is. It turns in, into into a very special episode about halfway through after Hank gets violated. And it turns yeah. into a whole episode about consent. And I don't uh-huh. have an issue with this like we did in our last episode and I did with Herrera where it just turns on a dime because this is a lot more organic like a lot more organic. They didn't just set you up for the whole episode and then all of a sudden turn it in the last two minutes.
1: Yeah. This is. Y- yeah. It's, 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 it's a lot better. What do you call that? It's a lot better blocked and paced and like, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and it's not just one person either because it's not just Hank dealing with something. It's also Luann dealing with something. So yeah, they're in it together. Luann's the only one that knows about what happened to Hank. And she's like, I got to keep this secret. And so she shares with him, like, okay, yeah, but I've also this has also been happening to me. So it it turns into a very special episode, and I think it's actually a pretty smart one about consent. I love the comeuppance in the end that the golfer dude gets. Yep. Like that to me is incredibly satisfying. Not that I like to see people getting, you know, getting their shit rocked by a by a dolphin, but I don't know. You're gonna be a creep. See, this is where you and I differ
1: because. This is where you and I differ, dude, because I love those videos. I think they're hilarious.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah um,
1: I, there's that one, and, like, it jumps out of the pool and lands on the person. Like, sit, the like legs are sitting in the water. And it just, like, launches up and starts humping them. I think that's <laughs> the thing in the gut. I think it's hilarious. Like, I get it. It's gross. It's vulgar. You shouldn't laugh at this shit. But I think stuff like that's funny. Like,
0: it's when animals attack, Mark. That's all.
1: Anytime... Anytime I get to see an animal humping something, it just makes me laugh. Like, I'll send it to you later. It's a gif of a pug just giving the business to a leopard. (laughs) Okay. I love that shit. It's great. The leopard's just sitting there taking, like, what the hell is going on? This pug is giving it the All-American what for? Like... (laughs) Oh, man. And my point is, it's funny when it happens to animals, but not to people. Yes. Yes
0: um and then the last note I have in here uh I have to i have to shout out my wife here real quick I was in the middle of folding like three weeks worth of laundry and I said hey um I'm turning this on I'm gonna tell you what to write you write my notes for me and so she did so they're actually a oh, lot cool. more concise than nor- normally what I write in here um I got to the point where bill is also talking to them about how he went to the dolphin encounter how on character is it mark that not only did bill do it once but he did it twice like, yeah and I bet is...
1: you bill normalized it in his head too because he was like no it's fine this is what the dolphin was happy for me like uh-huh. yeah no he's full uh-huh.
0: pantload bill because only pantload bill would go back for a second helping of that
1: or we bill learned it you know what it is it's not pantload Johnny it's a hangover from uh, infinite walrus oh um, he is infinite attracted walrus. to sea- based mammals <laughs>
0: oh man
1: something in his new genetic dna programming has told him no it's okay this is what it's meant to be
0: i cannot wait until we get our, our until we get into a really good dale conspiracy episode because i feel like we haven't had one in a while and just hearing the words infinite walrus makes my heart so happy just fills it um those are the pros i got man okay let's hear some cons um, I got a couple pros real quick. Oh you shit! Yeah, sorry. I thought you you went nope. through your notes, but you didn't go through your
1: pros. My bad, dude. No, you're cool. I've only got two of them. Uh, number one, Luann, I had no idea you were a woman.
0: I had when no she's idea talking to what woman. I assume
1: you're what we're gonna call Marge. Marge, um, yeah, Marge, Marge. And then Hank, yeah, and then Hank during the dolphin encounter, going, "Well, this isn't as asinine as I thought." <laughs> he oh, he gets I into like, it. I really like when Hank. Um, I don't know how you say this, but like. Hank is very honest. He's not, he's not like, blunt. He is blunt, I guess, but, like, he's just willing to say, I thought this was going to be dumb as hell, and it's not that bad. Yeah. I, and I like the way that he, fra- I just like the way he says it. It's it's fun. I like the moments where him and um, Duke are playing. I think that's really sweet. Right. Up until, you know, the hap- the, the, the happening happens. The, the belly rub? Yeah, the belly rub of death. Uh, but then like also weird moment when Hank is like become death destroyer of worlds and knows how to like get that dolphin's nut off the second time because he knows exactly what buttons <laughs> to push. Holy shit. Hank yep. attacks that dolphins generals with clinical efficiency, and it's like, all right, right on, man. Um yeah, those those are my two pros. I, I like I said I really like this episode, but I just watched it. I just I just sat and enjoyed it, you know. Yeah. Yeah um cons let's do some cons
0: yeah um this is another like perfect example of luann getting selfish when she doesn't get her way i feel like we're back to um our super bowl sunday manger babies luann yeah and she is just like stomping and having a fit and like but i got you this gift and why aren't you doing the gift i got you and it's like okay okay if you knew anything about him, you know that he did not want this in a million years. Just let the damn guy have his round of golf. And yet, yeah. she gets her way, she pouts, and Hank has this horrific dolphin encounter. I don't like it when Luanne gets to be this way and gets rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. But it, luckily, it doesn't happen too, too often. I don't think anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. Kind of. It'll happen. It will. We're getting... We're slowly... Ticking into like Luann maturing a little bit more. Like we realize she's realizing like, oh, you have to have a job to have money. This yeah. stuff doesn't grow on trees. But then like, what do you do for someone you love? You give them a gift. Yeah, she she's trying. She's trying to grow as a person. Like I don't know. It, but then you think about it too. I bet Luann doesn't get a lot of gifts. I there's that that one that comes to my mind of Buckley, and it's like, hey, this was on sale. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Some of the songs are good or what, I think it's a CD or something, but like, so she, she tries, I guess we can give her the benefit of the doubt that she's trying, but I'm, I'm with you. She's pretty obnoxious with this one.
0: She is. And she does get better throughout the episode. It just, and I, I know it's to drive home the point of the plot. Like it's a plot driver, but even yeah. still like it, bu- it bugs me. It's just not very yeah. realistic. And this, I think this show does a very good job of portraying people being realistic. Um, mm-hmm. And then the last con I've got here is uh continuity just went the hell out of the window. Since when are Pank and Heggy Hank and Peggy Pank and Hagee. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Fucking Pank, man. Um <laughs> since when are Peggy and Hank trying for a kid again?
1: I think they're just having sex. I really no. just think they're doing it. I think if she gets pregnant, it's a thing that happens. Oh yeah, but she's um, intentionally
0: we- like timing things. Maybe you get lucky,
1: man. Swing I for guess. those fences, you know. Swing I away, Merrill. You're gonna kill that fucking alien in the cupboard. Like, I, uh, wow, that was a signs reference. What the fuck was that? I'm sorry. Um,
0: <laughs> well, no, like, I know, who the know, fuck has watched signs in the last twenty years? I um, I see it a whole bunch, and I'm like, maybe I should rewatch this. Nah, no, nah, I'm not gonna do that. Just watch
1: the found footage scene in Mexico. That's the best part of that whole movie. <laughs>
0: um, I don't know. I feel like you and I, like. <laughs> Very clearly dug, like, dug this whole concept into the ground about 10 episodes ago. Played where we just boss, yeah. were nothing but, like, balls full of hate when it comes towards people having kids. Yeah. So, really. full like, of hate. <laughs> like, like, really? So, the fact that they're bringing it up again, and the fact that Luann has short hair, makes me think this episode is out of sequence.
1: I, so, is this one out of sequence, or was, um... I, I don't know, this... Do you think that this one is out of sequence, or do you think that the one we did last week, the, uh, what's the name of it, Johnny, The Wedding of Bobby Hill, was because
0: I don't, Luana I don't know, short man. hair,
1: but in Wedding of Bobby Hill, she's still at the Beauty Academy, I don't know, it's, it's weird.
0: Yeah, the timeline is, it's messing me up for sure. Yeah. But... I am willing to acquiesce to that. Like, if this, because it's all season three. I mean, we started off Mm -hmm. season three with that stupid two-parter about Hank and Peggy trying to have a kid. Yeah. And all that stuff. So realistically, this probably would have gone earlier. True. And
1: also, well, also figure what this is the season that ends with um, the fall of Peggy Hill, right? So yes, we have to remember that Dee Dee is pregnant. Like we've established that it's going to be the like through line at the end of the season. Once again, we've talked about this before. We appreciate how King of the Hill doesn't do multi-episode arcs of crap, and here we go. And they're kind of doing it. They're gonna do it more towards the end of this season. But yeah, I just, I really just think that nah, man. We know that Hank and Peggy are smashing all the time anyway. And maybe, just maybe, like <laughs> hope Smash sp- that it all the time. <laughs> hope springs <laughs> eternal, you know. Like yeah, I don't know. But I, I, yeah, see, that didn't bother me so much. And then you said something. I'm like, shit, now I can't,
0: it's, now I can't just it. It bugs it. me. Like, and that's why it's in my cons. Cause I'm like, I thought we put a pin in this already. I thought this was just done. Hank had that really nice moment with Cotton of, you made Bobby. I just made you. Like, yeah, I thought that was, that was pretty much like the final nail in this whole conversation of, okay, if it happens, it happens. And I'm, I'm cool with them. just like, if Hank just wants to drop loads in Peggy, that's cool. But the fact that she, that oh. she, uh, <laughs> Oh, don't
1: make me think of Hank, Cream, Pie, and Peggy's sniz
0: <laughs> On the reg. Um, <laughs> but the fact that she is like timing her ovulation cycles or taking her like, like her temperature or whatever the hell it was that she's doing, like that's yeah, what bugs yeah, yeah. me. It's not the fact that they're smashing. It's the fact that they're smashing to a schedule. Well, if
1: so if she's not timing it though, there's no reason why they need to have sex tonight. Yeah. Like they we we talked before they're running out of chances. Um we're going to get RH that's retarded Hank, Bobby whatever like if they have their down syndrome maybe maybe. <laughs> they're but like um Time is of the essence. We we need to have Hank and Peggy having sex. Maybe they're... Mm-hmm. Even, even if they get pregnant. Even if they do, fine, cool. Like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But, like, you know, it's that in Gretzky. You, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Well, Hank's... Right. You know, they've got to... I hate to make another shooting your low joke, but Hank's got to shoot this shot. And if he doesn't, where well, they're going to miss it. But he's so traumatized from the Dolphin encounter that, like, he literally cannot perform. And... We need to have that, and if he, if it's not this, like, them having sex for the kid, then it's just them having sex, and big deal, who cares? They're like, I'm not in the mood, yeah. I've got a headache. Get my get my headache powder. I'm not in the mood, Peggy. but see
0: like... headache powder. <laughs>
1: yeah, but I I also appreciate the uh, bed springs squeaking and dolphin sound. I thought that was yes. like a good little, yeah. Um, I, I, Yeah, so I don't know. The, the timing is super off on it, but... Maybe season three is where we just kind of throw away all logic and reason and just enjoy episodes as they come. I don't Maybe. know. And then just know that whatever, it was all a dream. I don't know. Okay. Just like in Dallas, it was all a dream, JA. J- yeah.
0: Um, You got any cons, Mark? Because those are the only two uh, I had.
1: I got, I've got two. I've already called one. Luanne is way too hot. Stop making me simp for <laughs> Luanne. I don't like it. You're making me feel bad at this point. <laughs> Um, and then, I really don't care for Bobby in this episode. I, I think this is really one of the first ones where I don't like Bobby. Bobby is obnoxious. Bobby gets on my nerves. Like he doesn't just, need to be I don't there.
0: Know. Like it they're, really they're, doesn't. They're pigeonholing him into doing Bobby shtick in an episode that doesn't need him.
1: Yeah, like I think it detracts. Except the only little bit that I like him in is when Hank is getting the 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 full dolphin uh, the full dolphin experience, and he's doing the flamingo deal literally yes. right next to this. Yes. And had Bobby not been flamingoing, they would have seen this happen, and then we wouldn't have a plot. Right. Yeah. Um. I don't. I I don't like. I can be a golf course drink girl. Ha ha ha. We have to hit a mark here where mm-hmm. Bobby says something and it makes un- Hank uncomfortable. Fine, whatever. Um. I don't like. Are you gonna eat those? I don't I don't understand why Bobby knows what Turn down service is. I know he probably read about it in Red Book or something weird and thought it was fancy. <laughs> but like I don't like that bit and then like thirty seconds later, are you gonna eat those mints? I just I don't like it. Um Right. I do like capers and fruit pies, fine, whatever, it's it's cool, but I just really man, so much of the Bobby lines get dropped, they're not funny. He doesn't need to be in there. It's I don't know.
0: Sure. I feel like we talked a couple episodes about like there was a dinner scene that he makes one comment in and that was it. It's And it's like, why why do you need Bobby here? Is it just because you're afraid to not have a Bobby line in the episode?
1: It's the um. has anybody smelled today's trash? It smells great. That's
0: exactly like this yeah. kind of feels like that a little bit. Yeah. You know, I understand that they all have, have come to the, the conclusion. If you're going to have a King of the Hill episode and you have Bobby even seen in it and he's not like not saying anything, that's not okay. Cause everybody loves Bobby, mm-hmm. but like realistically guys, the rest of you got to trust the rest of your cast. This is a perfectly fine episode without Bobby in it at all. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, man, like Bobby
1: could be at grandma's this weekend, you know? Yep. <laughs> and yeah, we missed the like little bit about like I can't go back to fruit pies without capers ever again. Yeah, sure, whatever, but mm-hmm. it, You never see Bobby eating capers again like No. Nope. It's not I don't know. That's And really that's it. I don't also, I just got to get it out of the way, man. Sexual harassment is not funny. Uh non-consensual sex is not funny, even if it's with right. an animal. There I said it, and God, it's hilarious. Hank gets raped by a dolphin. I love Hank's breakdown of how he explains it to Peggy. That's great. Do you remember, and I can't think of the guy's name, but do you remember what he did to Valerie Bertinelli? Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the li- that's fantastic. in my reference range, by the way.
1: <laughs> Disagree, because I guarantee you turn on Lifetime right now and it'll be a very special Lifetime Christmas where d- Santa Claus intrudes on the home and rapes somebody. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> Lifetime has one note and it's just rape. That's all it is. Like, um, I don't know. You're probably right, though. We don't really need those anymore but no it's yeah i don't know cons you talk i i i, I can't defend dolphin rape it's not okay it's not funny but god no, damn it yeah. it's so funny i love hank getting pushed up against the glass i think that's great well, i love and, the trainer being so upset because duke never tried to give him the business like <laughs> right
0: i think they handle this actually in a very mature adult way because like the consequences of this, oh, yeah, hey, this dolphin's done this a couple of times, let's put him back out in the ocean, where this isn't weird and he can go and do it to his own freaking kind. Also con. He's just being an animal.
1: Also con, don't fucking keep dolphins, man. God, let's. Yes. Ugh, Blackfish has ruined everything for everybody, let's get out of this one. Let's just, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Yeah. But
0: no, so I, I don't have any more cons, but I do have a couple retro rage. Um, I already talked, we already talked about Lifetime movies and Valerie Bertinelli, Bertinelli. I talked about her specifically. Um, (laughs) I don't think when animals attack, it actually exists anymore. It's just YouTube videos of animals being shitheads to people now.
1: You know, it's a. Maybe that's one of those things that, like, didn't go away. It just kind of changed a little bit, so we don't notice it as bad.
0: Yes, it's how that's how I plan on, like, monetizing a YouTube channel. It's just getting people to send me a bunch of animal attack videos and just putting them on my channel, curating them. It'll be good. Um, Boomhauer having a voice recorder? Yeah. That's very retroy. y um, because mm-hmm. everybody can do that on their phone at any given point now. And you yep. don't have to, like, go, oh, shit, that was, that was last week or that was yesterday. Um, and the guy offering videotaping with a gigantic VHS videotape recorder and then offering Holy to shit. sell a videotape <laughs> of your encounter. Like, I don't <laughs> oh, honestly I remember the last time I saw a VHS.
1: Oh, yeah. No, like, I don't even think people know what VHS is anymore.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you watch regular I... show, you know what it is. But that's about it.
1: Yeah. But... Yeah. Um, I, I really do like, uh, Luanne selling the tape though. I think that's hilarious.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you um, already
1: sent it in, didn't you?
0: <laughs> I already sent it in. I thought you'd say yes. <laughs> okay. So I got a couple of favorite moments here, Mark. Do it up, buddy. Um, I, it's Luann's comment where she says, I realized that dressing pretty isn't good for anybody. It's just going to get me into trouble. So I borrowed some of your clothes. it's like burn peggy burn and i i absolutely love it when luann laughs at the stupidest things so when she hands hank his his gift and then he opens it and finds a smaller package in there and she just like busts it yeah it's so damn wholesome i love it i love that like her just like like belly laugh basically is really what it is She's like, you should have seen your face. So, I don't <laughs> I can, know. I can hear I'm not you sure what episode about episode this it too,
1: is. Mark. Yeah. I'm not sure what episode this will be for you and I. Got to be in like the 30s by, by this point because I don't keep track of them like that. Yeah. But man, dude, I am really coming full circle towards really just enjoying Luann, And it's such a weird It's a weird uh, knowledge moment, whatever you want to call that. But I really am liking Luann. And remember when we started this, I hated Luann. Like, I had nothing good to say about her. Um, I only talked shit. And now it's really come full circle. I love Brittany Murphy all the more for it. I'm almost getting to the point where I think I might owe you an apology, but then I'm afraid I'll apologize and we're getting to some season four and I'm
0: like, nope, never mind, apology retracted. Like. That's exactly what I was just going to tell you. You you made a very apt dis- like uh, discovery here in saying the words full circle because I swear, man, give it two or three more seasons and you're going to be like, nope, never again. And then you're stuck with her for another five where she's yeah. just unbearable. So yeah. early, Luanne is not as bad, but late Luan almost ruins her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That. So uh, I don't even want to talk
1: about. I don't want to think about him. Yeah, I no. am glad me, that you let are. Let me willing, love my short hair, Luanne In this I, one,
0: I am glad that you were willing to to rediscover early Luann and go. Okay, I know that I hate her, but I don't hate her until this point. Like that's really, yeah. if I can get you out of this whole podcast thinking that, then it's a win. Yeah. It, and so far,
1: but you know, even the little things like, she's funny. She she's she's just a dumb blonde twenty year old. Like that's mm-hmm. all she is. Like she tries her best, and but you know what? Too goddamn. Luann's kind of a weird feminist icon. I can dress what? however I want. Let me take my top off and spin around if that's what I want to do. Goddamn girl, you go do it.
0: I'm gonna vote like, communist because I like his red suit and his little mustache. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we all don't want to want to realize that Luann shaped a lot of us as well.
1: A little bit. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I am coming around to her though. And it's good. Yeah. It's a weird feeling, but I'm glad I'm having it. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, you got some favorite moments, Mark? I do real quick before I do that though. I w- just want to talk really quick. Just barely tap it on the head. Yeah. So, Luann is being uh, sexually harassed by Billy West and his golf cronies. And that's the And that's like the plot, whatever. And it's it's a woman and she's a drink girl. And this is what we expect to happen. How do you compound this and also make it about consent? And if something happens, you say something, you take it. You take the power from the most powerful person here. You are taking it from literally the king of this hill by getting Hank attacked by the dolphin. Yeah, I think that's genius. I love how they did that. Hank and Luann are made to bond over this, even though they don't want to. You know, it's like that traumatic bond that mm-hmm. sometimes makes people stronger as humans. Yeah. Um, And I really like that. Okay, I got that out of the way for my favorite moments. um, It's a mammal, Peggy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a mammal, Peggy. Oh, yes, and it I... <laughs> would have mammalian organs, roughly in proportion size.
1: Ah. Oh. <laughs> I love that I love that so well I've had a dog uh, <laughs> that whole bit oh that I love doesn't that feel whole good bit. does it oh that whole bit it's hilarious um I even liked that Lady Bird is a female so she probably isn't humping stuff so you know even that doesn't really happen in the hill house mhm and then also I love the entire Hank kicking ass scene holy shit mm-hmm. grabbing Billy West I don't even know if we give Billy West a name in this but grabbing him Throwing him in the tank, grabbing the fish, giving Duke the handy. Like, man, I love that scene. I love yeah. how like Hank doesn't say anything. Just you think you can do it. You, you think you can do this. No one says anything. It's he's mad. He's yeah. yelling at Duke. He's yelling at Billy West. He's yelling at everybody watching too. Like, g- treat women with respect. Give everybody like God damn it. It's good. I love that so much. It's a it's a powerful moment. It's triumphant. It's great. And And then you know what, at the end of the day, no, and there shouldn't be Hank does nothing wrong. He is standing up for his niece. Like, you know, Hank can't say this dolphin attacked me, but number one, we're also going to liberate Duke. That's a great, that's a great roundabout moment. And yeah, I love it. I love, it's, this is a really good episode, man. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Oh, what you, what you got? Tell me some good stuff.
0: Uh, so I mean, that's, I got my favorite moments and stuff. I think we're about ready to rate this guy.
1: I think we we are right. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I got, I've also a pot of coffee in the last hour and a half of recording. So I'm getting a little weird.
0: No, you're good, man. You're good. I had a, a very strong cup of coffee and then a very strong cup of black tea. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling you, feeling you, man.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Rating system. Um, I'll do her. So. At the the very bottom of our rating system is charcoal. It's the worst you can possibly have. This is getting a round of golf when all you wanted was brunch. Because I hate golf. (laughs) Uh, Above that is you're going to get brunch, but you're getting brunch at Golden Corral. And it's going to be crappy, and when you get that, it's going to be a megalo rating. Because you're still getting some brunch. Maybe you get some crappy prime rib, maybe some crappy fried shrimp, and not so good. Above that is uh, butane. Butane is our bastard gas. It's like, it's our middle of the road. We're giving out a lot of butanes, and it's okay. It's not a bad episode, yeah. but it's also not a great episode. Kind of like, you know, you're going to an all-you-can-eat buffet, but, oh, it's it's a spaghetti dinner. Damn it. Okay, fine. Whatever. But it's still, <laughs> like, all I can eat. I'm also super hungry. I don't know if that's coming across. <laughs> um... Above that you have Char King. Char King is our gold rating. This is a really solid episode of King of the Hill. If you're gonna try and get somebody into the show, this is what you're gonna show them as a Char King. Johnny, if you and I come together and give it both it and give them both a Char King, it becomes a Char King Imperial. And finally after that, the very tippity top of it is our blue flame of valor. This is all you can eat, brunch with prime rib, and maybe some fried pork chops and bacon on it. Because you can have the entire barnyard for breakfast. And also, there might be some capers. I don't know. You like capers. I don't like capers, but it's all right because I'm so happy to finally get my brunch. That here we are with our with our blue flame of valor. We're we're getting a little liberal with them, but not in a bad way at all. And yeah, what are you gonna give? Uh, return to Lagranta, there, Johnny.
0: So uh, I give uh, John Vidi in Return to Lagranta. Lagranta. Initially, I gave it a butane. But just like last episode, I'm after discussing it and realizing just how much good stuff is in this. I'm gonna sc- scooch it up like half a step and give it an, a, a buking. Okay. I really, like I said, it's it's not quite that gold standard episode for me. Not just not quite there. Like you said, Bobby is very misplayed in this episode. A- yeah. And it's it's a it's a bummer. It's a real big bummer. I also feel like we didn't talk about the guys at all because the guys did not make fun of Hank enough. I don't think. <laughs> We got a little bit of teasing, yeah. but little that bit. was it. So, um, I, I gave it a, a Buching. This episode somehow turned dolphin rape into a very special episode. And <laughs> I got to give the writers props for that. Like that's, yes. that's some magic right there. Good for you guys.
1: How about yeah, you, Mark? Is. Um, it's funny. Literally. I was going to give this a butane too, or, or I was going to give, pff, wow. Try that again. I was going to give this a Megalo and in talking to you, I had to change it again because, yeah, this is Butane. It's a really good episode. Um, I guess I didn't... I liked this episode. I knew that I liked it, but I didn't realize how much I liked it and what a solid episode for, like, writing and character development that it is. Um, I love Hank and Luann together, but really, the continuity screws it up super bad for me. And if you're watching this, like, piece by piece on Adult Swim, whatever, you're not going to notice this shit, but for Mm -hmm. you and I, at this point, I can't not notice this shit. And also, yeah, Bobby is i don't like bobby in this at all which is it's so
0: weird to say that about any king of the hill episode
1: it's at this far in the series yeah it is weird to say that but yeah but yeah butane very good it's a good episode yeah i've got some issues with it but at the same time i could show this to somebody you know it's rewatchable
0: oh yeah for sure it's definitely rewatchable Okay, well, with that being said, let's uh, scoot on over to episode 52, Escape from Party Island. Original air date, oh. March 16th, 1999. This is written by Jonathan Abel and Jeff Myers. Uh, they've got a history here with us. A lot of early season one stuff. Westy side story, Peggy the Boggle Champ, the Arrowhead. Um, they wrote uh, your absolute favorite episode, Mark Pregnant Pause. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and they've got they've got a couple more. They've got a couple more in here. Um, Abel wrote a lot of episodes with Berger, Mm -hmm. and so he's also going to be on the the hook for Revenge of the Ludafisk and Cotton's Plot, which are both I know fan favorites of ours. Um, Myers here actually did Plastic White Female. And uh, Peggy's Turtle Song, and he helped write Slate of Hank, like a bunch of other stuff. So he's got a, a bunch of good ones in here. Um, a real good one that I, I will – I mean you already – I know how much – oh, shit. He also wrote Texas City Twister. This guy's got a lot of real good ones for you, Mark. Yeah. Uh, but he also wrote Twas the Nut Before Christmas, which I think is a great Bill Christmas episode. <laughs> okay. Personally. Okay personally yeah, no no I, no i'm with you i just <laughs> I, I think i'm still stuck
1: on dolphin rape and simping for luann because i was like the nut before christmas
0: <laughs> i see i see sorry um no that's <laughs> i'm okay. a dirty we're, boy we're gonna bust on through the cast of characters here because there is a lot of them in this episode we have yeah, peggy is. and bobby hill luann platter dale gribble boomhower bill Dotrieve, cotton hill appears in the background um for a couple of flashbacks Cameos from Heck Dorland, Chad and Randy of Texas A&M, waiter and frat guy from the, let's see, what what what's the name of the island they go to? Um, Port Aransas. Port, Port Aransas, yeah. And then, of course, we have uh, Tilly Hill and her cadre of uh, of cronies, Lillian, Maureen, DJ, and Delia.
1: The broke-ass golden girls. Hey, yes. hey,
0: these are the uh, the megalo girls. <laughs> they're not these quite the a megalo golden, girls. but they're more of a megalo. Yes. Yep, there you go. Um, and then our synopsis for this episode, Hank escorts his mom and her four friends to a miniatures museum during spring break.
1: You are criminally underplaying it, but yeah, that's, yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I am. I guess I'm getting short and sweet to the point. So I don't give away too much of this stuff. Cause I feel like you and I dig pretty good into the plot with most of our, most yeah, of our pros yeah, and cons and stuff. Um, our A, we have a, a fully defined a and B story and I have a serious problem with the B story in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. our A is Hank and Tilly. Our B is Bill and Peggy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's start with some notes pros.
1: You start with your notes first. Cause I feel like I've been sure. really
0: Bogart notes. No, it's, it's good. Well, cause I don't, I don't usually do a lot of notes notes, but I'll start with my pros here. Um, I, you know, I've, I've told you guys many times that I come from a mental health background. That's what I do in, uh, in real life as a profession and the way that tilly is using her miniatures as a ptsd response is very accurate um it's uh it's very interesting to me to see just how tilly has been coping with dealing with cotton and dealing with hank because hank definitely is a part of where her ptsd comes from because even if he wanted to help her, I don't think it's Hank's character to help her, even when he gets the chance. You know, it's like he watches Cotton just throw a bunch of shit around their their um their kitchen and just doesn't do anything to stop him, just goes, Oh, mom, what do I do? Oh, oh no. You know? Yeah. Um I'm trying to think here we' talking about um like Hank's talking about his mom and all this sort of stuff, and there's a mention of Dale's mom. That's kind of a note I have here. There is. How often do we hear about Dale's mom? I don't even know if Dale has a mom, honestly. Right? Like, we we get real hard into his dad a little bit later. Yeah. And we've seen his dad in flashbacks already. But yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. Let's see here. Polly Shore. How much do you love the weasel, Mark? Oh my god! I oh my god! So much I, <laughs> I love. I, so, I love Rockadillo. I th- Rockadillo. God. I, I'm gonna put this in retro rage, even though I'm not gen- raging about it. But it, it's it gen- it genuinely belongs in there because nobody knows who Polly Shore is. He was like the biggest comedic actor of our age. That's why you and I love him so damn much. Like yeah, I. I, I
1: can I tell you one of the greatest nights of my life was Please. I forgot what movie I watched, but I tweeted at Polly Shore just saying, man, I hope Pauly Shore is doing all right. And he liked it. And it was like, <sighs> yes. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I love I love Paulie Shore, dude. In the Army Now is still one of my favorite movies. Like
0: I, I swear, I watch at least <sighs> either Biodome, Son-in-Law or uh, Encino Man. At one of those will make it into my rotation every like six months. Yeah.
1: Polly Shore is so great. Kids today need to watch some damn Polly Shore.
0: He really does. I work on a crisis unit that services a bunch of, um, of kids and stuff, you know, from like ages 12 to 18. And the only thing we have to watch there is Disney plus. And I have tried so many times to get kids to watch a goofy movie because Polly Shore at a goofy movie is amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's arguably so good. the
1: only good part of that movie.
0: Oh, oh. so good. Um, So anyway, I like I said, he's he's in retro rage, but it's not really ragey. It's just nobody knows who Polly Shore is anymore, and it's kind of silly that he was on top of the world twenty years ago and he's unknown now.
1: Yeah. Also, it's kind of neat that we're seeing more Polly Shore from the show. Yes. Because um, uh, yeah, with uh, I can't think of the the name of the episode, but Polly Shore classic, and Dale's giving him the money to uh, yes, yeah,
0: that's right, that's right for the yeah. Um, that's, um, the Pahagi Hill episode.
1: I just cannot think of the name of it. Yeah.
0: I can't either. Um, yeah. let's see. what else do we got in here? Um, <laughs> Hank's response to all the other old women just going, you know what? You can deal with it. Like he, he finally hits his moment when they're on Port Aransas and he's like done dealing with their shit. And he's like, Nope, you're, you're just going to have to deal with it. Sorry. Sorry about it. The, all of his interactions with the old lady are, hilarious
1: I yeah I man okay so I feel so bad for Hank in this episode yes because I have to deal with old ladies all the damn time because I work in a grocery store and you know who has something to say about fucking everything an old lady in a produce department especially produce oh my god do you have any better looking bananas in the back no no (laughs) no I don't they're (laughs) bananas they're 59 cents a piece god why are you still alive
0: why does my Dude. zucchini look phallic? Oh God. Yeah. I don't like the way that this asparagus looks. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, why, why can't I remember her name? You are just sounding like, um, like the old lady from Bob's burgers. That's constantly screaming at it. Yeah.
1: I think that's my, I, I can't remember her name either, but I think that's my go-to old lady voice. Yes. Is her. It's
0: cause it's Perfect. <laughs> yeah
1: it really is I yeah. I am sure that there are nice old women out there. I just don't have them in my job. They just don't ex except except I got told one day I had brought an old lady an old Jewish lady some some garlic because we were out and she was like a million and she goes, oh thank you and I, she was very, very, very Jewish like just I don't know why she was in Alamosa, Colorado. She should have been in like in like Brooklyn she was so Jewish. okay. and she goes, thank you so much, sweetheart. You have darling curls and she reached up and she boinged one of my curls because I've got super long curly hair. <laughs> and holy shit, dude, that has been carrying me through work since like it this happened in June. And wow. it's still like it's still in my heart and it still warms me. Like so every now and then you get a good old lady, but like, God damn dude. Um, yeah. Poor
0: poor Hank. Poor, poor, yeah. poor, 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 poor Hank. Oh yeah. Um, and then the last pro I have on here is I can tell where they spent their music budget in this episode because we got Dracula. Yeah. Holy shit, did we? And it's and not other, a retro rage because I hear before, that song everywhere.
1: You've talked before, though, where you think that Rob Zombie and uh, Mike Judge are buddies. And I They've got to be. They've I got to be. I think this, again, be. once again, this kind of holds it up because what, White Zombie did the Beavis and Butthead? yes Uh, peyote trip right yeah yes
0: that's that's a white zombie song and yeah they've got some guy that likes to animate that stuff and i i have to imagine that rob zombie is pretty high in mike judge's musical collection
1: man mike judge has got some pretty (laughs) solid music taste like yes yeah Um, total like out of left field here but man mike
0: judge has got some solid music taste he really does. I, Mike judge seems like the kind of guy I could go out and have a beer with. Like I would just like him genuinely as a person, not because he makes everything I love, but because like, okay, you think a lot of the same ways that I do. I think I could just hang out with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or do you think that Mike judge is your Hank and your bill to his Hank? And he's just telling you how to think. And he's been telling you how to think for the last 30 years.
0: You know what, if that's the case, I've, I've been thinking right the whole time. I reckon so. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some of your pros, man. That's what I got.
1: I got a ton of notes before we get into that. Yeah. All right. Number one, I'm over Pantload Bill. All right. We'll get to that in a minute. Oh. Number two, said it before, I'll say it again. God, poor Hank. Number three, I have a note. Is this the Golden Girls? And it's not quite all of them. Uh, Betty White is one of them. I for, and I, I I, didn't bother to learn the women. names. Is she names, Trash Mammals? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She's the one that's always like, that's your problem. You never do anything with it. Whatever. She's, she's 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 the the meanest one, one, which is
0: hilarious.
1: Oh yeah. She's hilarious. But like, yeah. Um, we get more bill being a weird, like serial killer behavior. Like, (sighs) and again, we'll talk about this in a minute. Um, this is a really good premise. I really, really like the premise of this, excuse me, coffee belch episode. It's really good. Um, I love, I love a road trip. I love that. I love that it's Hank having to herd, herd cats in the form of these old women. I think it's great. Um, also Johnny, holy shit, dude. I, I really think that somewhere along the line, humanity lost its way and we stopped being allowed to have like week long drunken debauches as soon as you get out of college. Yes. Holy shit. I could benefit so well from a week-long drunken debauch like <laughs> at Port Aransas? I want to get hammered, I want to slam a beer, I want to throw up all over the place. I want to be a piece of shit. I just I need, I, I want to cast off the shackles of civilization and just be terrible. Like so my in I wanna my go retro poop rage, in the ocean like yeah.
0: <laughs> in my retro rage, it's specifically written here that MTV Spring Break is not a thing anymore. And whoa it makes me really sad to think that you and i missed that by maybe three years three or four years yeah we were like three years too young to go and participate in that level of nonsense and oh my god does it does it not just look like the most fun week of debauchery like you put it that you could ever have and it just doesn't exist anymore yeah and it hurts like, I was so, so sad that yeah. we just barely missed it. Yeah. It truly was the golden golden era for teenage nonsense. Well, you know what? You and I
1: are both reasonably uh gainfully employed. Dude, yeah. we could just like go have a like a have a boys trip down to like not Port Aransas, <laughs> but shit,
0: we could go hit Corpus Christi, like It's true, but we're not gonna find the rockadillo there. I know. That's what I'm missing here. It's not that I don't oh, want to go and spend a week with you, Mark, but I want the damn rockadillo to be spraying me with like a super soaker full of whiskey. But that water's cold. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love rockadillo. I love rockadillo's fucking like bullshit super soaker physics. that <laughs> is like an unending tank of water. <laughs> 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 I, I love that too. Rockadillo Okay, okay, okay. In, in an episode where the entire voice cast absolutely crushes it, a standout character is Rockadillo who only <laughs> makes <laughs> and, <laughs> and <laughs> every single time Rockadillo has a line, I'm into it. And he's <laughs> not doing anything. No <laughs> he's making grunts and I love him.
0: Oh no. Rockadillo. It's so good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I totally derailed guys, you for a second. Not
1: even... Dude, guys, go... I don't know if you guys are listening to the episodes and watching them. For for Christ's sake, go watch this episode just for Rockadillo. Like, <laughs> I might make a YouTube supercut of just every Rockadillo. Like, that might be our new, like, outro music is Rockadillo. going? ah! <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. That, um, ju- that should just be your bleep every time we say the word fuck.
1: I bet I could isolate that, yeah. Hell
0: yeah, <laughs> I am. De- yeah, I'll go back to editing out all the fucks again. Yeah, if I could replace
1: it with Ha ah! <laughs> Oh god, I have Rockadillo in my notes three times. Like, do
0: you really?
1: Yeah, I I have two pros that I wrote for this episode because again, I love this episode, but I just kind of sat and watched it and enjoyed it. Yeah, it is poor Hank once again, and then anytime time Polly Shores around. Those are my two pros. And then just Rockadillo over and over again. Rockadillo. (laughs) Like, (laughs) this is like, this is my number 19 and I am the gunslinger and I like him chasing down my man in black and his name is Rockadillo.
0: (laughs) Yes. The Rockadillo sits at the nexus of all things, Johnny. Oh. (laughs) Just up in his ivory tower, ready to stare down at you. (laughs) To shoot me with a super soaker full of ice cold water. (laughs)
1: Oh, oh! all right. Let's talk about Bill and let's talk about Bill and Peggy real quick. Okay. We that's my biggest con, man. Yeah.
0: Oh God. I hate this. This is like the worst B plot. It makes yep. me feel so gross. It makes me feel very uncomfortable. It's very unbelievable that Peggy would let this just continue on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I have some issues with it because Bill is supposed to be, his friend. And yeah. everybody knows that Bill is into Peggy. And yet he doesn't usually cross that line very much. But in the the words of a very early, like season one or two, Marge Simpson, not only does he cross the line, but he threw up on it in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Like all he does okay, yeah, it's creepy that he wants to go and hang out with them and like wash her windows and stuff with his gross ass shirt full of chili sauce. Okay, you could have left creepiness at that. But nope, now he's stalking her at the market. Now he's Mm -hmm. dressing up in a suit and making them a dinner and not letting anybody else do anything. Mm -hmm. Like, no, 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 no. Showing up to the,
1: the baseball game,
0: like... Yes. Yeah. And it's, yeah, like even Peggy, she is very clearly done with it halfway through the episode, and yet he keeps going. And maybe that's the point to make you continuously feel uncomfortable about it because maybe they they realize like, we're making this too much of a joke and all of a sudden people are gonna like maybe get weird, weird theories that Bill and Peggy actually like each other in, and that's where Bobby came from. I don't
1: know. And on one rainy night in the moment of drunken weakness, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: And so uh-huh. maybe they're like, nope, we're gonna squash that shit right here. Yeah. So it's, it just, it is for half of the episode because they constantly there's like five or six cutaways to this it's a full b story and oh yeah this is the b plot yeah god it just makes you cringe and it gets worse and worse and worse and there is no satisfying ending to this because what in the hell happens when hank gets home like everyone around the neighborhood saw this well
1: but peggy breaks his arm too yeah that's it that's all that's all we need i guess bill Bill is punished for his actions in yeah. a very observable outcome and maybe this isn't something that Hank needs to deal with cuz it's already happened it's not going to happen again I bet until it happens again but like yeah yeah that's I do I, mean, I get sick of Pantload Bill. He's like at his like full-fledged pantloadist in this one. I'm just over it, man. Like Yeah, he had pretty is, pretty hard Bill to watch. It is, and it's obnoxious, Bill too. And sure, the first time is kind of funny. Oh, he's out there with four unescorted women. Fine, if yeah. that's if that's how may, maybe Bill has a ger fetish. Who can say? And like, he's into old ladies. I don't know. I hope not. But like, fine. It, it, if that's what it is, fine. And that, that the first time they make the joke, it is kind of funny. And then after yeah. that, dude, it's just like, okay, we fucking get it. Like, yeah,
0: it's. It's gross. I, it's obnoxious. It's it, there's no stakes to this, you know. If I compare this to another like Pant Lodi Bill episode, let's just say uh, twas the nut before Christmas because we just brought it up. At least there are stakes there. You see him get cringier and cringier and cringier. But as it happens, things start to go away from him. Like he starts out really high. And then all of a sudden, okay, you had a girlfriend that had kids that that were really into you. And then they were going to bring you food, but now they don't even want to do that. And all of a sudden, you are like adopting some some shit-heeled 21-year-old kid that just wants to take you for all your money. Yeah. Like there's stakes and it builds to something. This is just – Okay, well, Peggy's trying her best to ignore it, and Bill clearly isn't getting the the, the message, and so he's mm-hmm. just going to continue to do cringy shit all episode until it just all kind of blows up, and then is never addressed. So yeah. I the lack of stakes I think is really what what makes this not acceptable for me as a B plot. Like what makes me like I I rated this episode lower because of that. It really, yeah, it really screws it, it up. Like, God, it drags that, the rest it, of this it, so God. far down. I, You know what? Cut out half of your bill scenes, take half of them away, and replace them with Rockadillo. Yes, please. That's all no, I want. Put,
1: Rock, put Rockadillo at the baseball game,
0: and then when yes. Peggy knocks him off the bleachers, Rockadillo goes, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> As as unbelievable as it would be, I want to see Rocadillo. Like, give me a thirty second shot of him continuously following Hank in that stupid helicopter from the very end, all the way home to Ireland, and then nailing him from a from the freaking helicopter at his house.
1: That would. That would be so great. It's like a post credit scene like Hank is trying to mow his lawn and then like the guys are standing in the alley and like they hear a helicopter and like Dale cheeses it cause it's a helicopter and ha, ha, ha and you see like Rocadillo aiming down the sights of a super soaker. That's
0: that's all you see and then cut to black. Like Oh shit, that'd be amazing. Oh it's ugh. just Bill, man. He he just about ruins this episode and it sucks. He, yeah. Yeah, he does. You all know. right, um, any other cons other than Bill? Um, uh, re- really, it was just the unrealisticness that Rockadilla would not be harassing Hank from a helicopter, because where in the hell would he get one? Neither would Polly Shore. Like that, it's a little so, unrealistic. or do you think that's
1: kind of plausible? I
0: like, don't. know. This has a
1: real like escape from New York, fi- not escape from New York, but like this has a real like action movie vibe about it. it like does,
0: but it's it's in just a weird a little kind little of way,
1: much. like. Compounding like tragedies, like, oh, the rims will never be true again. Like, all the yeah. dumb little weird shits. And, like, man, we're, we're, if you're in an echo chamber of Port Aransas and, like, you're Polly Shore and you have Rocadillo as your henchman and you're just up to no good, I bet there's a helicopter on Port Aransas, Ah, screw it. We're going to go mess with this guy. Like, everybody's hammered. We've all been hammered for a couple days. Like, I don't, I don't know. I,
0: it is totally unbelievable, but at the same time like, uh, eh, plausible deniability on this one, man. Like, <laughs> to to me it's a coin flip because either they're going to get shit-housed and think, "Okay, it's a great idea to just continue terrorizing this guy and his his mom and four other old ladies," or yeah. they're going to get completely shit-housed and forget that they even exist. Yeah. So, it's a flip of the coin, and it's not really a con, it's just a little silly. I love the idea yeah. that yeah, you know, oh no, MTV has got enough money to do this that they're gonna go and harass one dude in a helicopter because they have nothing better to do. But this this one dude is also like the singular sticking point in everybody's
1: good time. So Yeah. 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 But um, Maybe.
0: What, what other cons you got, man? Or did we really kind of nail them all?
1: Um, let's see, I've got uh God Old Women. <laughs> Um, I'm really bummed out. you already hit it, kind of. I'm really bummed out. I never got a spring break. and then, yeah. for some reason, I have this note. I want to squash boob fence. Don't know what that means
0: <laughs> i I wish I could tell you
1: I'm sure i i i I'm sure I'm just like sad because I didn't get a spring break and i I want to get drunk and squash my boobs onto a fence or something. I don't know. there you, there you go. um, no, past bill and his shittiness. no, how about favorite moments?
0: um seals are trash mammals he would never paint a seal he it's it's an otter that might be line of the episode how often have you and i just looked at each other and got seals are trash mammals mark all the time like, i think like,
1: we hate seals a little bit because of this episode yes
0: yes uh, and then i also have hanks uh, when he's finally fed up with all the old lady i could commit you like that i love that He's just like, no, I'm pulling it out right now. It takes two seconds. You don't want to spend the rest of your life in an assisted living facility. You straighten up right now. (laughs) Yep. I love that. Those those are the two that I got from this. (laughs) Um,
1: Rockadillo, obviously. Yes. And um, Peggy's Falcon Punch on Bill. I love that. It finally (laughs) happens. It's great. And then like... Man, we need to like YouTube poop this one where she does it and insert the falcon punch sound and then the like flying out of the ring that, you know, critical smash sound. Yep. Like.
0: Love it. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you want to give this guy a rating, Mark? Um, I think so. Did do we touch enough
1: about Tilly? Like We didn't I bring feel up like a lot about her. Tilly. I don't feel like we're giving her a due. Do. I don't know if we're talking about miniatures enough, but I don't really care to cuz I don't care. I just didn't care. It was fine. It's the, it's the framing device. And that's really, Tilly's, I mean,
0: we can, we can talk about Tilly for half a second here because I mean, we, and we just Hank's it.
1: horrible childhood. God damn Hank there for the grace of God goes Hank. Like mm-hmm. man, oh God, poor Hank again, r- bears repeating in this episode. I wrote poor Hank so many times, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Tilly and anytime the miniatures. we see,
0: f- anytime we see flashbacks with Tilly cotton and Hank, the, none of them are good. No like it is just pretty horrendous and horrifying but I, I really do like the kind of cathartic moment that hank has while he's talking to the the miniature pointillist about how the miniature's probably saved his mom's life because it gave her something to focus on that wasn't her terrible awful marriage and the hu- horrible human she was married to yeah like i said it's it's a trauma response in the fact that that's what she does and that's what she collects and that's the world she likes to live in and hank just kind of embracing that at the end of okay this, it's still real weird to me that you do this, but I kind of understand it a little bit and I'm, I'm there for you. Like I got it. Yeah. It was, it was kind of touching.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's, I
1: think that's enough. It's good enough. I don't know. It I, is. Yeah. We
0: don't see a lot of Tilly episodes after this. Not really anymore. Where's Gary, by the way. I, I don't know. Cause I asked about him in the last episode and you went, ah, oh, he doesn't need to be there. I I mean,
1: I get it. Like, he can't be here for this one because, like, oh, God, I want to see Gary and Rockadillo chilling, though, because, you know, that Gary and Rockadillo are just best of buddies. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He gives Hank the (laughs) Rockadillo hands, Gary, the super soaker and Gary.
0: Ha ha ha. (laughs) I can just see him cruising around the uh, the old folks retirement community in uh, in Gary's um, cart. Just nailing, <laughs> nailing old broads with that super soaker.
1: Shoot them in the kneecaps, getting their titties all wet. Yep. That was a low-hanging booby joke, by the way.
0: Yep. Uh, you want a raider? You got anything else to say? No, that's that's good. I can give her a rating. Um, I Let's gave, jump on this ferry. We're going to miss it. I gave Escape from Party Island a Char king. Okay. Like, initially, it was a butane, and I was going to, you know, just stick it in the middle again. But, no, it's a Char king except for Bill. The mm-hmm. A story is very touching. Um, it's a total yeah. time capsule, but for somebody like me, I absolutely adore it. That's yeah. I know that time capsule. I saw that time capsule. I have siblings that are six and nine years older than me that probably went out and actively engaged in that time capsule, and I'm pissed that I never got to. Um, and the B story is super weird and awkward, and I hate it. So that's why it's not yeah. a blue flame. It's right I, I, I'd be. I'm, I'm guessing that's probably why it's not going to be a Charking Imperial. Well, so in somehow I didn't
1: actually write a rating for this one, so I'm going to call it on the fly, and I, I'm i going to make it a butane because, okay. man, I don't know. There's some all right moments. I I don't understand Hank's need to, like, I, I don't know. we we got to talk about the whole line. I get it. You want to talk to some people, and I understand that, but, like. Uh, you, you get a weird, you get some weird Hank moments in here, and he needs to be a human, but he doesn't do it well. I don't like miniatures. I don't understand the trauma response stuff because I don't understand it. Um, yeah. But goddamn, Rockadillo! Holy shit, Rockadillo could make this a, <laughs> make it a. It could make it a blue flame for me just on Rockadillo. <laughs> I'm gonna find you a Rockadillo shirt. Oh, God. Find me the whole costume. I want to be Rockadillo for ha- Halloween.
0: Oh, yes, please.
1: I'm sure it exists. Hey. Hey, hey. Oh. Oh. Dude. Oh. oh. no. Oh, dude. Um. Um, 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 uh, the, 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 Oh, fuck. I'm having a stroke. The cowboy training video. Boomhauer has a Rockadillo costume.
0: Oh, my God. We do have another Armadillo. Do we see Boomhauer in this episode, Johnny? Do we really no. see him? No, not Do, except for when he's in the alley. He's in the alley is, with the rest of them. Is
1: or is Boomhauer and Porter Ranch is Rockadillo cuz that's what well, I choose to believe. Well, we know he likes to go and uh surf in that area. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um and also, we don't have any lines out of Rockadillo? Like Yeah? Oh, okay. shit. Fan, fan really, theory, fan conspiracy fan theory. theory right here. Rockadillo <laughs> is Boomhauer. God, that'd be the best. Like, literally the best job for Boomhauer. Who's better to judge a wet t-shirt contest than Boomhauer? Oh. Who would, out of everybody in the
0: alley, who would show up to spring break?
1: Boomhauer. Who who would absolutely slay at spring break, Boomhauer? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Because you know what? He's, oh, shit, dude, my head's exploding. He's a fucking (laughs) cop, Johnny. Of yeah. course, he's going to be there. He's watching the kids. That's how they get a police chopper. Like, yo, dang, oh, man, I know this guy. Let's mess with a man. Dang, oh, get it. Yep. Like, oh, God, commandeers that He's a Texas Ranger. He's got complete authority. And I know we can't talk about it because we don't know that yet. But the fuck we're we talking about? Oh, God. <laughs>
0: Rockadillo Hour. Nope, Boomadillo. got is, it. This is going to be canon now. And I kind of want to go and update the wiki to say uh, Rockadillo may or may not be Boom Oh, Oh, man. Oh, God,
1: yes. Oh, shit. Anyway, long and short of it, oh, God, uh, after my head explodes, I'm giving it a butane. <laughs> it's a really all rightish episode, but, God, Bill is just so terrible. Throws it off. Old women are hard to watch. I hate them. I don't – I feel so bad for Hank, and it – oh, God. That's your problem with everything. You can't rate it a char king. Well, go to hell, old lady. I can hear you in my head. Like, <laughs> nah, butane, it's really good, but not that great, and yeah. Sorry, really I had, sad. like, a mini, like, stroke. I, dude, that was insane.
0: No, you're good. I'm really sad. Rockadillo is not a named character, so I'm going to have to add him anyway.
1: How is Rocket... Rockadillo's the primary antagonist in this episode, like... Yeah. Rockadillo is a fucking force of nature in this episode. <laughs>
0: Rockadillo uh, is,
1: like, the pagan god Pan, spreading mayhem in, like, the form of wet t-shirts and booze-filled super soakers and...
0: Oh, God. Can we just, like, come back next week for the dang old Rockadillo podcast? I mean, I am okay with it. If you and I ever do merch, it's going to be like a Rockadillo hat or something. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm going to be Rockadillo for Halloween. That's First thing, get me a big old latex costume.
0: There you go, man. Oh, shit. All well, right, we got to get out of here. Um, we do. You want to tell the good folks where they can find us, Mark? Before that,
1: Johnny, I got a very important question. Yeah. Do you still like King of the Hill? Hey,
0: Mark, I still love King of the Hill. How about you, awesome. man? Ah, ha, ha. That's that a uh, rockadilloese for yes, I, I'm assuming. Oh, you speak rockadillo. Kind of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, still love it. Love King of the Hill. Love this episode. Even if Bill is terrible, it's fine. Don't even care. Rockadillo. All day, every day. There you go. Um, the good people can find us. By going to Twitter, uh, we're at the Dangle Podcast. You can find us on Gmail at dangle podcast. You can find me at Marquis Stardust, or you can
0: find me on my other podcast, The Two Wizards Podcast. And Johnny, where can the people find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Krautballstream. Kraut as in sauerkraut, ball as in Swedish meatball, and stream as in a shorter version of a river. Mm, okay, <laughs> I'm still on the <laughs> Wikipedia page. I could call it a rivulet. <laughs> It's also known as a rivulet. How about that? Krautball ball
1: rivulet just doesn't roll off the tongue, though.
0: Krautball ball rivulet. No, it's, I had to go stream.
1: <laughs> Good enough. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Let us know what you think. Do you love Rockadillo as much as I do? I certainly hope so.
0: <laughs> it might be really hard to do, though.
1: Oh, God, I love I think
0: Rockadillo is my personal lord and savior at this point. I'm not sure. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, guys. You have a great one.